0: what's up guys welcome to another episode of red flags and red cards it is so good to be back with you this week as last week we were unable to record due to some illness that josh was going through but he is back and better than ever and so we're here to talk about nascar uh the return of the premier league for the 21 22 season and um all things racing all things soccer this week guys so sit back relax and enjoy this episode and Red Cards, a podcast about racing, soccer, and everything in between. yeah <laughs> um so hey guys welcome to red flags and red cards and um i unfortunately was only to watch a grand total of maybe like 40 laps hmm. and i didn't that when i when i caught the end of this race i was like i i who texted me oh my oh my brother-in-law was like let's go 12 and i was like Okay, maybe he's fighting for the lead, and I was able to turn it back on, and he was like at at the start finish like celebrating. I was like, "Dang it, I missed something good." Because you were texting me like "arg" or curse words or whatever. Curse words. Yeah. Like curse words. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But it looked like a really fun race overall. I mean, I watched the uh, twenty minute highlight from NBC Sports, and it looked like overall a very satisfying race for most. Were you able to watch it all?
1: Yeah. So I, so we have, um, uh, what's call it, it's basically a new members class. We call it our day of growth. And, uh, we had a couple of kids, um, that needed childcare. So, um, Kylie was watching the kids. And so I was in there as well. And then two of the other students, um, were in there. And so I had the race on the entire time and was watching it the entire time. However, I was also conversating with the other people in the room the entire time yeah (laughs) so i like i made no like like to everybody in there i was like i'm watching the race like that's my first priority in here i'm just the second adult figure in here but really my attention is towards (laughs) this but i will also talk to you guys yeah (laughs) so i watched the whole race but i was not as attentive the whole time until the last like 75 race laps or so or 80 laps really the whole last stage i was i was in it uh obviously because William Byron was one of the top two cars and uh yeah so this race it just it really did show the greatest parts of the 550 package and the worst of it and it's so frustrating to keep having this conversation Mm -hmm. because it just it just kind of is what it is now NASCAR has decided that what it wants is it wants action and they would rather have the leader not get away and keep the field bunched, bunched together, even if that means that the leader can't be passed ever.
0: Was it hard to pass all day?:
1: Yeah, so basically, yeah, basically you just whoever was in the lead arrow blocked. There was uh, Yeah. There was one moment where I think Denny Hamlin made a pass for the lead.
0: mm-hmm.
1: And then Larson like passed him back or something like that. I think in the first stage, maybe somebody made a pass, um, but other than that, it was it was awesome racing throughout the field. Like you could, drivers could get move forward. You know, I, it was fun watching Byron. Kind of, he quickly made his way up to eighth, and then he got shuffled back on a restart, and quickly made his way up to sixth, and then got shuffled back on a with some contact, and then he finally worked his way up to second. So he had one of the better cars, but it was again, you know, it came down to the end. You had. 80 laps to go and Larson was in the lead and Byron was a tenth of a second behind him for 40 50 laps. And you I was watching the whole time just going, well if Byron's going to have a chance to win this race, he's going to have to pass him in the pit stops. That's the only way it's possible. And I had kind of given up cuz I'm like Larson's better at getting on and off pit road and his pit crew's better. So this is basically over. But then Byron short pitted and got past him and got in the lead and Larson and Hamlin and and uh, Kurt Busch were all over him, but I was like, it doesn't matter; they can't pass him. Mm. So, and they couldn't. I was like, as long as it goes green, the rest of the way, Byron's going to win. And then caution came out for raindrops, um, and
0: was it significant <laughs> was like, at all? Was that rain? No, significant? okay, because no, as soon as the caution was, came out, I had to turn it off.
1: Yeah, it was a heavily a reaction to New Hampshire that makes sense um, which is rightfully so I mean I'd rather them throw a caution than Byron Larson Hamlin and Kurt Busch I'll go wreck off in a turn you know right um, nobody wants to see that we've we proved that at New Hampshire but it wasn't that heavy that they probably could have gone without throwing out the caution um, I think a few guys even said out oh, NASCAR just wants to bunch it up. I think Michael McDowell said that, which he was in like 18th when he said it. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> wasn't like there would have been incentive for it to be bunched up. I think for him, but uh, but yeah, I mean that it was wild. That the you know there was a restart and Byron got out in front and Hamlin got to second and Larson was third and half the field wrecked. It seemed like that like, was shocking. Four or five wide and yeah, and, or, <laughs> and they, they yeah. wrecked. And, and then you had the next restart and it was really, again, it was a drag race, but it was interesting because you had kind of the two different philosophies at play where the outside line was getting the better jump all race, but the inside line, you know, if they, they could keep up potentially, but usually the outside line knew it was best to stick together. However, when you're having a restart with five laps to go, that goes out the window. So Byron was trying to keep the run going and stay in front, but also not let Hamlin get outside of him. So both Byron and Hamlin way over the first corner where Kurt, Kyle Busch, who's behind Blaney, knows his best opportunity for them to get the lead is for them to stay hooked up. So the two of them stay hooked up. Blaney gets to the lead. Kyle Busch doesn't clear him, gets sent back. And then the racing from there on to the finish was amazing between like second and sixth, seventh. You know, it was wild. There's so much happening, so much passing, cars inside and outside of each other, dive bombing, big runs, all the stuff. It was amazing to watch. Michigan was awesome with all the different, you know, opportunities you had to use all the different lanes. And it was so cool. That was the height of this package. But at the same time and watching it going, it doesn't matter. None of them can pass Planey.
0: Despite oh the fact yeah!
1: That he's a foot and a half in front of him. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible to pass him, and so it's the it's the frustrating thing. And so you know, there's obviously a bias here. Where if Byron had won the race, I'd be elated right now, sure, and wouldn't be as <laughs> sour on this package because Byron finished second. I'm like, ah, although <laughs> I like Blaney, so if it, if he had to lose to someone, at least Blaney's a good person to to lose to. Um, yeah. But that's just, and I, you know, you kind of get tired of having this same frustrating conversation after these races of, well, it was a lot of fun. It was cool seeing all the passing and stuff like that, but it's annoying that whoever's in the lead just has to arrow block for the rest of the way.
0: And
1: and even at, even at this, you didn't have to do much to arrow block. It's not like you had to block up the track. You basically ran the middle of the track and that was enough to, to take the air off of people so that even if they took a dive to the bottom or took, tried to stay up high, they couldn't get close enough. Or if so. they got
0: way too low, they'd get loose and cause a possible wreck or wreck. Who was that? was that Hemrick that did that coming out of four? Uh
1: Redick.
0: Redick. Sorry, I get yes. the, I man their names are so similar. <laughs> I oh I think everyone does that. <laughs> yeah, that was a gnarly little wreck. Was that the was that the yeah. or that wait? Was that the one that he saved it? Someone's Oh, it was Kurt Bush. Mm-hmm. Kurt Busch kind of lost it coming out of four and was able to save it, just lost a bunch of positions, I think.
1: Right, yeah, there's a few times Kurt Busch did that. I think Hamlin was the one that lost, got got loose, and I think he, him and Byron had a little bit of contact. This, this was maybe in the second stage. Um, there's another moment where I think Bowman did it once and had a nice save, and then Reddick, I believe, was the one that kind of started the big wreck. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I can't remember. I don't remember either, but or it was, you know, it was cool because there was a lot of guys in the battling that normally, you know, are a bit of yeah. a surprise.
0: It was nice seeing Austin Dillon up there for a mm-hmm. the moment. <laughs> oh, um, dude, that that, that whole thing—I was gonna tap into that. I guess let's we'll go ahead and tap into it now. Yeah. At first, it—I watched uh, the replay. I wasn't able to see it live, and then my. Um, I had some people texting me about it, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Um, and at first, I looked like looked at it, the angle I saw it, it. looked like Brad just came down and, and swiped his corner and made him spin. But then I was watching more of it today, and I can't tell if Austin comes up or what. Like it kind of just looked like maybe both were in the wrong or or what. What What, what did you see?
1: Yeah, and I think both like. Um... Sorry, I got to the the part of my cough drop where it's, like, stuck in my teeth.
0: (laughs) Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, so
1: I'm just going to crunch it and swallow it. Uh It's going to be gross for the listeners, but, you know, such is life. Um, (laughs) Good radio right here.
0: Yes, it's good stuff. Oh, yeah. But, anyway. I'll sample that sound effect. (laughs) Kanye (laughs) is going to make a hit out of it. Yes. He's going to start a song off with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there is definitely, I think... Austin came up, you know, he even said afterwards, he said, I thought I had more room to come up and I came up and I shouldn't have changed my angle. So abruptly I should have kept going. And Brad, after the race was like, I didn't, it was for the end of the stage. I didn't need to come down that far to side draft them. I'd given up on it. Like, Mm -hmm. so I, it's, it's really just, it was really, I would almost put it more as just a, the stage is over and there's almost like that. Okay. It's over brain lapse moment and austin's like i'm gonna get up on the track and not thinking about the fact that he was just side draft down there and brad's probably just in cruise mode like not thinking about the fact that he needs to probably get up the track a little bit more for austin and um unfortunately he hooked got hooked and that was a nasty crash
0: it was super nasty and Mm -hmm. you watch the in um onboard his arm is like in the wheel if you like kind of and it just kind of stays there and i was mm. like uh you gonna break his arm <laughs> just how <laughs> how it was in there i did not look comfortable at all but um immediately after richard chill just came over the radio and was we say like i might i may be old but i can kick braggazowski's ass or something like that i was like or whatever <laughs> something like that and i was like see that's when the owner can't be on the radio <laughs> Yeah. Like I get it it's your grandson and it, it I'm sure you it was taken personally and I totally get that. But that's where I'm like e that's that's not a good look.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, it's I mean there's got to be a lot of there's the tensions are so high at the Richard Childress oh, sure. camp of yeah. they're both battling for the last spot. So you want both cars to do well, but you also have a competition going on, but you also have this understanding that Daytona's coming up and if Matt De Benedetto, who I'm sensing, I'm getting that gut feeling that he's going to win this week. I hope he does. Matt De Benedetto goes out and wins this week. All of a sudden, neither RCR car is in, and so tensions are high. There's a lot on the line, and mm-hmm. um, and on top of that, they've you know they've had a good year, I'd say. But this was this was the first race I've seen in a long time where you're looking at this going. Austin Dillon has a car capable of winning. You know, he had yeah. a, a top three car through the first two stages, and you know he probably should have. Should have gotten second or third in the first. He should have gotten second in the first stage. He tried to make a pass for the lead, which is impossible at this race track, and uh, ended up losing second to Larson and then um, got you know hooked after getting sixth in the stage or fifth or sixth in the stage there. Um, so it's largely a frustration thing, I'm sure, um, once Richard Childress goes back and looks at the replay. I'm sure he's not mad at brad anymore it's probably just a frustration it's that like gut is like that
0: gut reaction thing right for sure um
1: but yeah it's and then you know wide open door for tyler reddick here where it was looking like it was going to be a great day for dylan to close up the points battle you know he got 16 stage points to reddick's did he get any he, he didn't get more than two if he got any mm-hmm. two or three um but so it was going to be a big points day for him and instead he wrecks and then it's looking like reddick's gonna get a top 10 and then he wrecks and the with two to go and (laughs) just not (laughs) on and on and on not the day childress wanted so it's it stinks
0: yeah um i forgot i was gonna tap onto that don't remember kurt bush got fourth i think that's pretty awesome
1: yeah and he was running top four all day yeah. i mean if it would have gone green to the end he probably would have finished third or fourth yeah too so oh yeah.
0: speaking of bragg uh he had a new spotter yeah this weekend um i mean it's a cam was a shocker for those who don't know tj majors used to be the spotter for dalen hart jr way back when when he drove the 88 then once and then was it before junior retired or after junior retired
1: after junior it retired, it
0: was after he retired went to joy lugano in the 22 and announced i think it was was this sunday it was uh, yeah, first... i think it was
1: last this past monday or tuesday it was it earlier was... okay it was earlier. Maybe.
0: okay he uh TJ majors is now with brad kozlowski and is gonna go with him to the six car i tried to find some yeah. details on this whole thing there's there's not a lot on why i don't think
1: uh, oh, I think they they were wanting to make a sh- shift. It was funny they're they talking about. So like Coleman Presley and is a young spotter who's kind of he's kind of like a young up and comer. I like I think he's only like twenty eight or twenty nine years old. Mm. So he's a, a young guy and um, does a really good job. Has gotten a lot of high acumen for people. I mean, even Brad has praised him and they've won a lot together and things like that over this past couple seasons together. But they're really good friends. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, you just you make shifts also contracts are just different. So I believe that some contracts are tied to drivers where some aren't things like that. So, um, it sounds like TJ's contract is up at the end of this year as is whether it was with Joey or Penske or however that works. And so he was planning on making a move and, uh, they asked, they asked somebody, they said on the broadcast, they asked Brad about, um, his relationship with TJ and asking, you know, how, how long it would take to kind of build up chemistry or if they thought they'd do well with that and stuff like that. And he replied, or maybe it was somebody asked TJ it was one of them was asked and the reply was, well, he was the best man in my wedding and I was the best man in his wedding. So I, I think we'll be able to figure it out.
0: <laughs> I know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I
1: so so know that. apparently they're like really good friends. So I had no idea um and i think a lot of spotters see the importance of having a good chemistry oh yeah between driver and spotter where there's a genuine friendship that it, it helps things i think it's you see similarities with like a golfer and his caddy um sure. just being able to have a, a good relationship with one another helps with the tensions of whatever's going on in the race so so I think that was all. All came together.
0: Able to calm down their driver when uh you <clears throat> know the best way possible without getting uh overheated and making the driver just as heated.
1: Right. In right. a bad situation.
0: Yeah. But uh, but on that same light with uh TJ, his driver in the Truck series, Miss Haley Deegan, got her career best mm. finish in the Truck series on yep. Friday night after a um how do i say this a blacked out race (laughs) (laughs) yes Uh, Yes. i didn't again i tour life what are you gonna do i was not able to watch this race um but you were kind of keeping me updated with everything going on uh how was it overall
1: i it was a great race i love watching them race at gateway uh the, the battle for the lead never seemed too appealing to me but the rest of the racing throughout the pack was great lots of Two and three wide passing. There was a lot of brake issues because hmm. it is a a flat track, but a bigger track. I believe it's a 1.3 mile track, and so it's it's very hard on the brakes, and that made a lot of wear and tear, and just you know a lot of bumping, a lot of guys getting loose and wrecking and shoving, being shoved up the track and things like that, and it led to uh, a lot of opportunity for people that have to have their best career finishes. I believe the finishers of sixth, seventh, ninth, and tenth all posted career best finishes Dang. in this race. And so I, it was weird. <laughs> like you said, The it was a blackout. The power went out in town. Apparently a tire, came, a car like crashed or a tire came off of a t- car somehow and hit a generator and smashed the generator. And the power surge that came from that destroyed the backup generator they had at the track and Good so they grief. had to get a third generator sent in to get the track fired up so it led to like a 45 minute delay for no lights
0: that's a that's <laughs> a fairly really quick turnaround for losing power and calling your local provider and be like hey um we need a, another generator
1: <laughs> right yeah that is impressive i was expecting even longer for sure but uh yeah, so that led to yeah, it was just a lot of of weird action. I mean, it's the truck series. You got a yeah. lot of younger guys and experienced guys, things like that, and and it showed except up front where the best guys were. And but even still, like I think uh, Zane Smith, I think had some tire issues. Um, yeah, else had some uncharacteristic issues. It was <coughs> it was a uh, an interesting day, but the the top four. Were all playoff drivers, so. Um, but yeah, good Na- for Haley. Naturally, for sure. naturally. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, she um, became the first woman in NASCAR to lock up a top ten finish in the Truck Series outside of Daytona. So, that's impressive. I think anytime mm-hmm. you can have a solid finish like that outside of the restrictor plate racetrack, uh, that's a good sign. And now that we're into the end of the year um end of her first season and full-time season with truck series i think it's good to build upon and i really hope she's able to really turn it around not turn it around but just like continue forward continue on the upward trend going into uh 22 and they still have eight no how many races they have six i don't remember how many seven to go is it seven to go okay
1: or is it five five or seven
0: we should know these nine. things. It's fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Truck series is weird. <laughs> hey, well,
0: what was it? Um, I think it's five days. Was it last week or the, the, the previous race? You and I were both like, um, this is the end of the regular season. Oh, it was Watkins Glen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the regular season's ending. It's it's like the first week of August. Right. <laughs> it's like, in the end of it's regular like,
0: season. The season ends the week before Thanksgiving. What are we doing? Right. <laughs> uh, let's see here.
1: But it was also interesting because this was the – the second uh back to back nascar indycar weekend yes because the indycars were also that's true
0: today. i didn't think about that yeah and, and that so, was that race in of itself was insane yeah i was able to catch a little bit of that um that
1: i was only able to read about so a yeah, little
0: bit new garden dominated led 138 laps i think and there were wrecks here and there, and it shook up the points like crazy. Now you don't even know who's gonna win. So the 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 remaining the remaining races for that for the season are looking very entertaining. I think next up was uh, Portland. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, we have Portland, um, Monterey, Laguna Seca, and then Long Beach. So they'll all be. They'll be back-to-back-to-back beginning September 12th, Mm -hmm. so that would be super, super fun. And speaking of IndyCar, they just announced that Music City Grand Prix will be August 5th through the 7th of 2022. Nice. Yeah. Not sure if I'll go, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was going to touch on racing-wise. I don't even remember. (laughs) Mm, Although, I don't remember. Oh, well. Oh! um f1 is back this weekend yep in spa at spa my second favorite track maybe third second favorite yeah um very much looking forward to those guys coming back and the uh continue this insane season known as uh 2021 with the close battle between lewis and max but not only that uh suzuka I think you shared this with me. Suzuka is no longer on the calendar this year, which is a huge bummer because that is a fantastic racetrack. Uh, it is rumored, and this may have changed since last I saw, but it is rumored that Coda may get a second date this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard any more different than that?
1: That's still, uh, that's the last I read was that the expectation was to just roll it around back-to-back weekends uh, because I think that fits in with the the schedule. And so they'll just they'll just take off uh or they'll just fill in that, that gap there. And so um, they, it makes the most sense. They're very easily able to handle back-to-back weekends and don't have to do much in track turnover. They'll probably change the layout they ride, drive, but, you know, that's easy-peasy. So, right. Which would be awesome to have F1 in North America a little bit longer. You know, another race in our time zone is always always a good. good. Thing. It's
0: always good, and it always goes um, Cota, Mexico, and then Brazil. I think is usually they like keep it on this Isn't side it... of the hemisphere.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like Canada, Cota, Mexico, Brazil. I think was the run it was supposed to be.
0: Um, man, I'm really sad they didn't go to Canada this year. Yeah. Not surprised, but right. Hopefully next year. I'm yes. off a phrase I am growing tired of saying <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah is what it is it is what it is uh, i did find out that i'm going to uh should be able to go to martinsville in october oh sweet yeah i didn't think that was going to happen we have two shows possibly two shows at the beginning of that weekend and then we'll get back into town and then i'm immediately going to jump in the truck and head over to martinsville in time maybe in time for the xfinity race we'll see <laughs> sweet um Oh, last thing I want to touch on NASCAR, kind of go back to NASCAR. Uh, how do you feel about the season ending or the regular season ending at Daytona?
1: I'm so excited for it. I think that it's going to be wild and crazy, as it always is at Daytona. But it's just, it's nice to have what, I mean, the points battle is pretty, Is it's not out of the question for Austin Dillon to be able to pass Tyler Reddick on points. Again, if he just happens to get more state get some good stage points and Redick gets shuffled out for whatever reason he can tighten up the battle to where it could be you know just a handful of points either way um or if not it's just you just never know who could be that guy that sneaks in the win i mean all it takes is a couple of things to bounce the right way and anthony alfredo is in the playoffs right so (laughs) you just never know you know that would be amazing Uh, (laughs) would be <laughs> i hope i hope, oh
0: hope Coyla joy gets it that would be amazing <laughs> after too. this last week he's had poor guy yeah yeah uh, i forgot i forgot the race is on saturday god
1: right yeah we have a big we're doing we're going to a putt-putt place this saturday night uh-huh um the party shack it's like a it's an indoor putt-putt place where it has stuff like a uh like, a, like one of the holes you, like, get on, like, a zip line, like, swing. You're not that high off the ground, but you, like, swing across and have to try and drop your ball in the hole, and then for a hole-in-one and, like, a few holes you have, like, challenges you have to do or, like, a wheel you spin and stuff like that and mm-hmm. tells you what you have to do or how you have to hit it or stuff like that. So I was like, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be so much fun, and we'll do it on a Saturday night. Nothing's happening on Saturday night. I'm like, oh, I picked the Saturday night of the, yeah. Uh, you did
0: you did keep but, that keep your phone handy
1: <laughs> right yeah that'll will be done and i'll be home well in time for the at least the last stage yeah of the race so
0: the, depending on what time we go on stage that night i'll be able to watch it because we headline saturday and let's see if i'll be in wisconsin so it'll start at six so i should be good until about eight central mm-hmm. so we'll see where they're at in the race at that point I'll just during the show at eight o'clock
1: central. Yeah, yeah, I guess it'll be about an hour in. The race starts late, doesn't it?
0: Uh, according to the, the coverage, starts at seven Eastern, so it starts at uh, noon the next day. <laughs> <laughs> um, just kidding, just kidding. Uh, yeah, I would assume it doesn't start. It would start by yeah eight, 8 Eastern, I would think. But I'll probably just yeah, during maybe just during our probably. show, I'll just prop my phone up. On, yeah, on my console and just watch it. <laughs> I won't. Right. <laughs> I would feel right. so bad doing that. I would miss something. That would be, that would not be good. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I I think this is something a long time coming. People wanting Daytona as the f- final final race. It was race amazing of the season. last year. Yeah. Um.
1: With the, uh William Byron's walk off win to. To seal himself the playoff spot. I mean, he would have gotten it even if he got passed by right. whatever was, the Hamlin um, on points, but still it was really close, tight, come down the line. I mean, even with, with what two laps to go when that, um, when he, he squeezed through to the lead, it was, he, it was cause Bubba got, had that contact, um, mm-hmm. where he was making the block and kind of got in the wall or whatever. We did our anatomy of a, a car crash on that. That's uh, right. A year ago. Uh-huh. But, um, But yeah, it was, you know, that late in the race, you're looking at, like, Bubba could be the one making it in, and um, there's a few other guys, I think Eric Bell, Eric Eric Bell, let's do that. Nice. Christopher Bell, I think, had a shot (laughs) late. Christopher Jones. uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, There's just so much, there's so much potential for anyone, anyone really between, you know, 17th and points to 30th can win, and all of a sudden they're in so it's it's very exciting so we'll we'll see how it all unfolds i'm sure it'll be denny hamlin winning the race because he always wins these ones yeah. But i'm still holding on to hope that I just, my gut's telling me matt d though
0: that would be great Feel like it's gonna happen he needs it and i don't i don't know where he'll go next year eric jones just uh re-signed with petty mm-hmm. for next year and I mean, all spots are full, but who knows? Silly season is, you know, silly. It's silly. Until the Daytona 500, honestly. So yep. So we'll, we will see. Uh, so that is Saturday, NBC, MRN. <coughs> if you still like to listen to the radio and listen to races, I do. It's very nice. It's very fun. Uh, mm-hmm. So with that, last week we were not able to introduce, introduce, welcome in the uh, Premier League. So mm-hmm. we can do that now, and, you know, it's whatever. There's still 38 games to go. No, 36 games to go. 38 games total. I always mix 38 it up.
1: Ga- 38 games total. So right, 36 so 36 to go. go.
0: Yeah, so we're almost to the end. No, we're not. <laughs> uh, um, I just posted <laughs> this on our beginning. Instagram. Yes, the end of the beginning. I just posted this on our Instagram, and I said, I said, if the season ended right now with this top four and this bottom three, Top four, West Ham, Chelsea, Liverpool, Brighton. <laughs> Bottom three, Newcastle, Arsenal, Norwich City.
1: <laughs> I love it. I was like, I mean, dang. <laughs> I I just, I enjoy the Arsenal jokes. I'm here for oh, all of them.
0: absolutely.
1: You know, it's not, um, things aren't as bad as, people want it to be i mean they lost to chelsea who that's well, it's really really good right um, and then their first loss was to uh um brentford right
0: uh yeah yeah uh-huh yeah
1: and so and brentford you know they just came up and well we saw this last year too with leeds united where the team that had like been fighting to get promoted all year and kind of was riding that that intensity all season just tends to get off to hot starts throughout the first, you know, early part of the the next season. Not, I shouldn't say tends to, but has the potential to. And so I think you've seen that with them, you know, coming out with that first win. Um, they've also, um, as, as Andy Spence pointed out on, on Twitter, there's nine first team players out with sickness, including the highest team goal scorers over the last two years. So, you know, it's, there's a lot going on. It's a weird time. There's, you know, Everton had like four guys out this past week in COVID protocols still. And it's, it's the beginning of the season. So you can never put too much stock in it. I mean, last year, Man City was in the bottom half of the table the first like six weeks, True eight weeks. Because they were, they'd played like three less games than everybody else because of mm-hmm. all the other things they were playing. So it's a, it's a weird time of the year. Yeah. But oh. it's been fun so far.
0: It's been very fun so far. Oh, I forgot a game was on today, and I totally missed it. Dang it. Leicester played today. Hmm. I forgot. Let's see who won. Ooh, they lost 4-1. to one
1: Oh, wow. Who to was West, playing?
0: West Ham. Ah. Leicester got a red card. And that explains the
1: 4-1.
0: Yeah, who got the red card? Antonio, or, oh, sorry, Antonio, can't read. Perez something but i can't I can't say his first thing I'm not gonna even try <laughs> he got a record um dang go ahead West Ham but yeah, it's uh been, yeah. Jack it's yeah jackgreeeley good. I mean yeah you guys got him yes, he got his first goal on uh Saturday mm. in the five yeah. f- five to nothing beating five to yeah mm-hmm. so Good to see yeah, early mean, in the season. You know. Yep,
1: and you're you're starting to see kind of that another delineation happening of the, the big six to kind of like a, a big three almost mm-hmm. um or so and City and Chelsea spending so much money. Um, they're probably gotta be the, the two favorites. I mean Liverpool I think will still be really good too. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun season. Everton got off to an interesting start. They first game they were down one nothing at halftime and then Ended up winning 3-1. It was the first time they came from behind in 52 matches of being down at halftime. Like, last time they won after being losing at halftime was in 2015, which is hard for me to believe Jeez. that they didn't have a single game in that time where they were losing one nothing at halftime and scored two second-half goals. That's shocking to me. Like, yeah. I feel like I have memories of that happening, but clearly I don't. Or if I do, <laughs> it's been more than six years since <laughs> yeah. I have that memory, but... Um, and then it's, it's just going to be a frustrating year though. Cause like they played really well, uh, against, um, oh, who'd they draw with the other day? My memory has been so bad since getting sick.
0: I was, uh, let's see, let me look it up. I here. was
1: trying to say, I need to mow the playground. Oh, good. I couldn't think of that. And I said, I need to mow, um, um, the, the preschool. <laughs>
0: They and they level yeah. with they level with leads.
1: <laughs> That's it, leads. Um, <laughs> in any event, they like they were they played really well, I thought, and were the better team. They got up to a two one lead, and then they decided to try and sit on a two one lead. And I was, as soon as that happened, I'm like I'm watching this. I'm like, I have zero confidence in them being able to defend this lead. And I texted you that, and within about thirty seconds of me sending that text. Leads to put a goal in the back of Everton's net. I'm like, oh, there it is, <laughs> just just like that. It it took no time at all, and they they blew it. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a very Evertonian year. <laughs> it's
0: I great. A it's a great way to put it. <laughs> Norwich, that's who City beat five nothing. I thought it was mm. yeah because the last time they played them, the first time they played them, was it last season? No, the season before their first game with them. Norwich won three to one, I think, or three to two. Mm-hmm. And I remember being disgusted. I was like, <laughs> what is this? And then they it turned out it was a, a fine year.
1: Right. <laughs> right.
0: Cause you can't Again, put you too can't. much stock into this early.
1: You really can't. Cause there's, there's so much going on. Like they were, they were talking about how to use Richarlison right now. Cause Richarlison has this, he's has this benefit right now of being arguably the most fit player in the EPL. Yeah. Because over the course of the summer, he played in four international tournaments for Brazil. And so he basically never stopped playing. And he had like virtually like three or four days off before starting to warm up Mm -hmm. again with the with the season. And so they're talking about they're like, you kind of you want to run this while you can and just let him run. But you can only let him run to a point because eventually he'll start getting exhausted. So it's like this, take advantage of it early in the season while everyone else is getting fit, but then know when's the right time to, like, back him off for a few weeks and let him rest. Right. So it kind of, there's all these different dynamics going on of you got the players that had the normal cycle of, they had their summer months off, and now they're getting back in the game shape, and the guys that played in one international tournament or multiple international tournaments or never stopped playing, and you kind of got this this weird season of, of life happening, and that's why... You don't put too much stock in it. I mean, City was struggled, quote, you know, quote unquote, struggled through the first ten weeks of the season, and then obliterated the field the last thirty weeks. So, right, you know,
0: it's <laughs> one of those things where with players, it's like, is it better for them just to continue playing throughout the summer months with international play, or is it better for them to not? You know, as far as like being in shape, I feel like it's such a catch twenty-two because you, know, you risk injury if you're gonna want to. If you selected to do a bunch of international stuff, tournaments, and then you risk getting lazy, which they usually don't because they get paid too much to get lazy. <laughs> right. I don't know.
1: They pay people to help them not be lazy. That's true.
0: <laughs> I need one of those. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know if it's got to be a case by case basis because. You have, you have players like like Pulisic's been nursing injuries the last three years. Mm-hmm. And so with him, you kind of want to wanna nurse that a bit more. And so I think it was good to not have Pulisic playing in the Gold Cup this summer and kind of to let him just get a lot of rest in and rehab and things like that, where some of the other players, like a Richarlison who's been in great shape, you know, it's it was good to just let him run and, and utilize it. So – it also depends on the club. I feel like some of the the teams that are fighting for relegation view this time of the year as maybe a bit more of a one of those seasons where maybe they can steal some stuff with having some of the, the clubs that are better than them not be as fit. And so for them, where every point may matter, there might be a bit more pressure. Where for other clubs, I mean, obviously every point matters, but there may be some where they're a bit more like, eh, you know, we're really more focused on our September through Mm. April team. Sure. You know what? If, if we give up a few points here and there in August, we're not stressed about it. I mean, the transfer window is not closed yet. So no, it's, you know, it's, it's a weird, it's weird. It's so unlike our American sports. where like, you know, we have a month and a half preseason for football all geared towards we need to do whatever we can to have our players in tip top shape so they can hit the ground running week one, whether that means, you know, our starters playing an entire first half of preseason football or not playing any preseason football or, you know, whatever it might be, it's all geared towards, you know, they have to be at 100%. As soon as the season started and we want to work towards that. I don't know if the premier league has that mindset as much. I think it's a bit more like, "Eh, yeah, we're not in shape yet. So, that'd be fine. You know, we'll be fine. We'll get in shape by within the next few weeks and and we'll be better. And, well, also, and
0: that's kind of okay. Well, yeah, and when they have with the transfer windows, it, you don't have like this group of guys in the Premier League to choose from of like different players. You have a pool of players from Europe, like from the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's so being able to have that core team ready to go at the beginning of the season is like, it's like impossible because like am i gonna get harry kane am i not am i gonna get this guy over here you know on all that stuff that i'm sure comes into play as in the nfl everyone's like right there ready to go let's mm-hmm. do this right um which yeah nfl starts in two weeks three weeks
1: uh yeah i think uh two weeks september eighth is the first game i believe wow yeah it's gonna be a boring thursday night game dallas versus tampa bay
0: awful terrible
1: yeah yeah i think dallas is gonna be really bad this year which might work out okay for them because they play in the nfc east
0: yeah Uh, they'll probably win they'll probably win the division two game you know two wins
1: yeah four (laughs) wins two ties and 11 losses (laughs)
0: If someone gets two ties, has, has anyone ever gotten two ties in a single season?
1: Uh, I think somebody did it. I think the Lions did it not too long ago.
0: I'm looking it up right now.
1: Either the Lions or the Browns, one of them it feels like. Bengals, some some bad team like that. <laughs> Bengals. Maybe it was the Eagles.
0: Let's see. Most ties in an NFL season, Bengals or Redskins tie record. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um... <laughs> the tat the this title it's 2016 why wasn't the game decided with penalty kicks <laughs> Why they should do that Bengals 27 27 tie the rest uh, uh,
1: so none of these are like modern no teams it's like the 1926 bears the 1927 Yellow Jackets. <laughs> the 1967 Redskins. The 1970 Chargers. So that's modern era. Yeah. And so they had three ties in 1970. Wow. 67 Redskins and Vikings had three ties. 65 Chargers had three ties.
0: Love it. So. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. That was a yawn. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Been up since. Mm. it's Um, quite early it's quite early on the east coast at Philadelphia airport with only two people were working at the southwest terminal I'm fine I'm not (laughs) (laughs) Um, any play on yellow card red cards for us today
1: uh, I got a, I got a couple, um, okay. just because I want to get, uh, get a little bit of, of throwback from last week's discussion. Ooh, yeah. Um, so because we didn't get to have it. So, right. um, first off, the, and just in a vague sense, the IndyCar, NASCAR doubleheader at Indianapolis.
0: Play what on. It? Play on. Play on. Yeah. Play on. More of that, please. At other yeah. racetrack, Iowa.
1: <laughs> that would be awesome too. Yes. Yeah, it was really cool just being able to watch some of the driver interactions. Obviously, there's still certain limitations because of COVID of you know how much fan interaction could have with all that. And, mm-hmm. um, I'd love to see a bit more of like their practices intermingling a bit more, like you know Cup Series having practice Saturday morning or something like that. Sure. And, yeah. You know beforehand and stuff, but I thought it was it was really cool um, getting to watch them watch them do that uh next one um so nascar has its first race on the road course instead of the oval
0: play on uh, even yeah. even with the carnage that ensued uh i mean does that, that that provided the entertainment and with the an entertainment sport and i'm sorry the oval does not provide that
1: no it just does um <laughs> speaking of that though the uh the carnage from a curb continuing to to fail nascar's handling of that
0: in the moment man i don't know it's so hard to i couldn't i couldn't even figure out my own opinion and still like a week and a half later uh they handled the best they could yellow card there's i'm sure they could have done one thing better than the other i mean you had to leave those uh ballards is what they're called in the uk the things that keep you from going off track or should i say keep you from skipping the track and make Mm -hmm. you fly through the air um uh yeah they did what they had to i think they had to do you had to have something on the track to make guys hit that corner correctly if you make it straight it's not fun it's not as fun it's just if you make if you make it tighter that provides a little bit of entertainment then you, but then you have this issue with these jumps or whatever. And I don't know, it was a mess. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even know how you'd fix it. You and I kind of talked about it and just kind of like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just get better curves next time. Yeah. Um, uh, chase Briscoe turns Denny Hamlin.
0: Oh man. Red, 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 red. Uh, I think everyone in the grandstands knew that he was going to get penalized. Uh, for crossing the into the grass and then and then regaining the lead after doing so, uh, and then hitting and then not been like saying that he wasn't notified that he was gonna get a penalty. Um, that's one way I stand with it. So I guess you could call it yellow. The other way with it kind of goes back to I guess little league, anything football, baseball. If you if if you did something wrong, but you've yet to be told that you've been that you've done wrong, you just keep going for the the goal so play to the whistle you play to play to thank you play to the whistle that that was my other way of thinking about the whole thing because like okay well maybe he didn't hear that he was gonna be penalized and everyone's like well if you were cut cut through the grass like that you know you're gonna get penalized well no if you go back to sonoma <laughs> <laughs>
1: ross, chastain. ross chastain
0: cutting <laughs> turn 11 he kept going nascar never did anything Mm-hmm. because there was no whistle blown so right go for it so i that that was where i also went with that whole thing I was like yeah sure he cut across the grass and you know you probably know you're going to get penalized but he's not going to slow down until he's told otherwise he gave up a position you know he could have given up 10 positions and never being penalized and he he sacrificed a um, a win or, or whatever a good finish so
1: yeah, I think you're there. You're you're you got to force NASCAR to make the call, and you got to do what you can to, to try and win the race. And um, you know, it's Indiana. It's a chance at the playoffs. Chance at your first win. Really, the first race you've been had a car where you've been competing for the win and things mm-hmm. like that. So, I don't blame him for continuing to go. Um, it was interesting listening to some of the audio. Of course, you don't know how well all the audio is lined up. Where there's a very quick determination from nascar of that's a penalty we're going to penalize the 14 however the way that was really relayed to tr- chase is hard to track um because there's different radio lines they're on and so the con- there's a conversation that happens between spotter and crew chief of saying hey they're telling us we got to be penalized and then you'll clearly hear one of them saying you know switch to channel two or switch to channel one or you know or he's on channel one something like that And then there seems to be another communication happening where they're telling him he's penalized, but it's very choppy where it sounds like somebody else is on the radio at the same time. Mm -hmm. They were also saying that on the backstretch, because you got the pagoda and that like stone wall and stuff like that, that frequency it's, it's not the greatest radio frequency out there. And so there's a chance that it's a very fair chance that he did not get relayed that information. Um, So I don't know where, whether or not he did or, um, that and then it was interesting to watch in that corner. One of the things I'd love to go back and be able to study is the different ways guys took that corner where he he moved Hamlin. Yeah. Because you had a lot of guys that would sort of shorten up the turn before it and be on the brakes easier and try and make a wider turn into the that right hand turn, which is what it looked like Danny was doing. Where some guys would carry as much speed out of it and then try and hard break into that right-hand turn, and so it looked like Denny was preparing to do a nice, easy, you know, letting off really early, getting on the brakes, and trying to accelerate out of the corner, where Chase was driving it like, I'm trying to carry as much speed through here, and then get hard on the brake at the turn, plus he's trying to set up a pass, and so that's where, so it's very feasible for me to see that and go, yeah, I can see how that's a racing deal, where he's going for what he thinks is the lead, and he just turns Denny. Um, there's also a part of me that can see it very feasibly as a uh, he thinks Denny shoved him off the road and ruined his race. And so he wants to ruin Right. <laughs> right. But Chase Briscoe just doesn't strike me as that guy.
0: No, he doesn't. So
1: I, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt right now. Um, and I think to a degree, Denny even was. You know, I think some of the radio stuff he was not on his, on board with afterwards through Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um but i don't know i just i just give chase frisco a benefit of the doubt still
0: yeah so, well um yeah like you said he's not that kind of guy right so
1: um two other little uh non nascar related play on yellow card red cards mm-hmm. uh, messi goes to psg
0: <laughs> uh i mean play on for psg just taking advantage <laughs> yeah. of uh of a of a good situation and taking advantage of barcelona just being in a a, a, bad, a, bad, bad a, a bad situation of, of, of finances, I'll say right. that
1: <laughs> right um, and then finally, the NFL changes its jersey number policies allowing more players to have lower numbers, so defensive players can now have single digit numbers and things like that
0: I mean, yellow card, I mean meaning because well, it doesn't it's not going to change the game really but it's also just going to look weird because let's be honest when you see a punter and he's like in college football and he's number like 99 you're like (laughs) what yep (laughs) um yeah other than that it whatever i don't know
1: i it creates so much what's cognitive dissonance for me like i was watching a bill's highlight and the bill's running back is he scored a touchdown on the play i believe and he's being chased by number four. A safety was wearing number four. And I oh, was wow. just... I was so bothered by it. I was like, <laughs> this is not right. I don't like this at all. Like, I, I know college sports have done that for a long time. Yeah. But college is different. There's so many more players on the team and right. all this stuff. There's a lot of other reasons behind it. So, you know, you kind of let stuff go a bit more. But, like, it just it bothers me so much. I know, like cognitively i know it's whatever it's just a number but i i hate it with a passion
0: well it's been ingra- <laughs> it's been ingrained in our in our minds you know forever so yeah it right. makes sense. i have yet to watch a game to see it that's why i give the opinion i do now i'm sure by the time the season starts or when i'm able to watch a game that will change but mm-hmm. yeah it, it makes complete sense you're just so used to it and it's like it's one of those things where i'm, I'm sure for you you're looking at the, that safety like you're paying attention more to the safety's number than you are. The actual play that is happening exactly <laughs> I'm like this isn't
1: right. You should, you're, you should be like a quarterback or a punter or a kicker, right? You shouldn't be on the field right now. <laughs> Why <laughs> is the punter so defense.
0: fast right now playing defense, <laughs> right? I don't
1: like it and I don't want it to be this way. And I, I want things back to normal, <laughs> <laughs> please put it back to normal, right? Please, please, please. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah,
0: is that all you got for this week?
1: Uh, I just thought of one other one, real oh, quick. NHL will start allowing uh, two-inch by two-inch
0: ads on jerseys. Oh, I saw it. It's two inch by two inch. I believe that's the. That's idea not that either. bad. That's whatever. Yeah, that's that's or fine. Or when I, I when I saw that headline, and I didn't read it, but I was like, oh gosh, are we going like to big? Like we gonna go right. like Premier League style? Uh, yeah, I mean, there. When you look at it from a what's the financial standpoint like these guys they lost a ton of money last year so they're right. trying to get all the revenue they can and if that means putting a little two-inch by two-inch thing on there it's whatever i mean remember the stink we raised when premier league put ads on their their left arm on the left sleeve right. it was like Oh nexan tire ah oh, <laughs> angry birds ah <laughs> oh. and now it's like whatever now it's, you get used to it and yeah it's it it is what it is right it do what it do.
1: Yep. Well, that's it for our play on yellow card, red card, a lot more than usual, but wanted yeah, to get some. Kind
0: of car. Make up act- for lo-
1: or Indianapolis
0: action in there. Make up from from last week. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we got the a little quick recap. We got the final race of the, of the regular season next week, and we got F one coming back. So some good stuff. We still have Sunday racing if you want to get up early. If you want to watch Spa i'm sure it's on i think it's on at 9 a.m eastern time hmm. on espn check that out
1: yeah we've reached a point now unfortunately where like it used to be we used to have church later in the day mm-hmm. and so it used to be like if there's an f1 race that like early enough in the day i could watch at least the first half of it but with our church services and everything keeps has moved back like earlier and so it's a. Uh, it just doesn't matter if it's a morning race, and any uh, unless the F one race starts after one p.m., there's not a chance of me watching oh, it. Oh shoot!
0: So is what it is. Understandable, <laughs> very understandable. So, yep. Sick. Well, do you have anything else before we get out of here?
1: Well, that's it. very right. Nice to be back.
0: It is nice to be back. Sorry for uh, missing out last week, guys. Uh, just you know, Josh was not doing well. Yep. But he's it he's back, healthy, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna go pack for atlanta now because why not keep traveling on your day off exactly and i
1: mean especially if a braves game is involved yeah
0: at a really awesome park and a really cool part of outside of atlanta so exactly be very fun well folks thanks for listening and we will see you guys next week my name is wow with that my name is nick and i'm josh and we'll talk to you guys later bye (laughs) bye